Welcome back, listeners. Thank you for joining us for our third part in the Vetfolio Educational Podcast, sponsored in part by Merck Animal Health. We're excited you're joining us for this third session where we're going to continue our discussion on establishing an effective compliance program within your hospital. Leading off our discussion again is going to be Dr. Dan Markwalder, a graduate of Purdue University Veterinary School of Medicine. Dr. Mark Walder is able to leverage his experience as a practicing veterinarian, having started his own practice at the age of 28 and now a partner in more than 11 hospitals in the Chicago area to take us through this discussion. Dr. Mark Walder, I'd like to go ahead and turn the session over to you. Hello, I'm Dr. Dan Mark Walder, a practicing veterinarian in the Chicagoland area. In our previous podcast, we looked at implementing a successful parasiticide compliance program in your hospital. The first step is leadership. Leaders lead and must mine their data and run compliance numbers and set goals for their practice. Step two is framing your message. Clients must understand what it is like to be a pet with and without being on preventatives. Step three is protocols, protocols, protocols. What will be the protocols in your practice? Will you offer home delivery? Will you offer wellness plans that include preventatives? Will you have an online pharmacy you work with in your practice? Options that will help to build compliance among the different groups of clients in your hospital. So let's continue on our discussion on implementing a successful compliance program. If I had to pick one step in this entire process, it would be this next step. This is the most crucial step in a successful implementation of parasiticide compliance. Step four is staff training. I'm always amazed at how veterinary hospitals will bring in a new modality or a new piece of equipment and educate and train the staff on this, but they forget the most important aspect, how to talk to clients about this modality or equipment. With parasiticide compliance, this is critical. First, you need to find in your practice what I call the customer service extraordinaire. Usually it's a receptionist or a customer service representative, but it may be a doctor or technician. Virtually every practice has a customer service extraordinaire. Do you know how you have one? Two things. First, they are the individual that knows the name of every client that walks in the door of your hospital. Moreover, they know the names of your client's children and what sports they are involved in. Second, When you tell them they are so good at customer service, they simply can't believe it. They usually say things like, me? No way. The reason for this is because it is so natural or innate. No one trained them. They have two important qualities. First is empathy. The second is perspective taking. Now, perspective taking is the ability to step outside our own experience and imagine the emotions, perception, and motivations of another. In other words, it is trying to understand the other person's point of view. Empathy is the emotional response, while perspective-taking is the cognitive. Did you know that perspective-taking is so powerful, it has been shown that medical doctors high in perspective-taking have a higher patient outcome than with doctors low in perspective-taking? In fact, some medical schools are now testing applicants to see if they have above average perspective taking before entrance into their medical program. So find that person in your practice that exhibits these qualities. The next step 
is to ask them to allow you to videotape them. Yes, a simple smartphone and a video of them talking with a client about preventative, how they talk, their body language, how they listen to the client, and how they answer their questions. I have found one of the best portals for staff training. Show them a three to five minute video of a fellow staff member. This will be more powerful than a 45 minute didactic presentation in many cases. Recognize that people learn differently. Second part of staff training is good old fashioned role playing. Yes, role playing. I know what you're thinking, my staff hates it. I know, I know. But it's been shown that it's very effective in learning. So have all of your staff participate in role playing. Yes, even your doctors. One staff member plays the client, another a customer service rep, or maybe a technician or a doctor. This reinforces your message and helps build confidence in your team in answering the questions your clients may have about preventatives. Also, this is important, and hear this point. Everyone in your practice must be on board with the products and protocols. You simply can't have someone going off the island and not be willing to commit. As Dr. Craig says from Companion Animal Parasitic Council, one message and one voice. Trust me, with 11 hospitals and over 300 support staff and 50 doctors, this is not always easy, but it is vitally important for building compliance. The final part of staff training is empowerment. Now, what do I mean by empowerment? Let me give you an example. If you have ever stayed at a Ritz-Carlton, you know it is the epitome of luxury hotel. Their motto is, ladies and gentlemen, taking care of ladies and gentlemen. I simply love that motto. Did you know that the Ritz-Carlton allows everyone who works for them to compensate a disgruntled guest up to $2,000 per guest per day? This is the ultimate in empowerment. Simply put, after you train your staff, empower them to make the necessary decisions to bring about compliance in the vast array of clients you serve. Well, let me share with you what happened in one of my practices. I have a practice near Chicago. We have a particular client in her 80s with two chihuahuas. She would come faithfully every 12 weeks to purchase her two doses of flea and tick prevention. Every time one of our customer service representatives would ask her if she wants to sign up for our free home delivery program. She politely said no. Finally, one day the representative inquired why she is so hesitant to sign up for free home delivery. After all, it's free and we get concerned for her coming out in the, the rough winters we have up in Chicago. This client paused and stated that most of her family was out of the state and most of her friends were deceased or living in assisted living homes, and this was one of the few times she could get out for her quote-unquote social time. Now, my staff was so moved, they decided that they would bring the preventatives along with lunch to this client's home every 12 weeks. Now it has become a ritual for our staff members every 12 weeks. This client makes lunch, and our staff members go over there to entertain her. We actually have a waiting list for staff members to sign up to go over to her house. Train your staff and empower them you will be amazed at what they can accomplish with clients in building compliance. Leaders lead, frame your message, protocols, 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 staff training, and finally, accountability. Now, empowerment without accountability is chaos. Everyone needs to be held accountable. Now, what does this look like in my practice? Well, every month we run compliance reports on our heartworm and flea tick preventatives. 
My office managers will run these reports and we will compare these to the same month of the previous year. This allows me to see if we are up, down, or flat on our parasiticides. If we are down or flat, I look to see where in the process of implementation may or may not be working. Maybe we have onboarded two new customer service representatives and they have not been trained up on compliance. Maybe our protocols are not being fully implemented. Maybe my message is being diluted. Whatever it may be, it allows you to take the necessary intervention sooner rather than later. Now, here's the good news. After a few months, your managers will be able to tell you what is or is not working correctly and the action steps needed to correct the problem. That simply is accountability. And again, leaders lead, frame your message, protocols, 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 staff training, and accountability. These are the five steps that are vitally important for a successful compliance program. I hope you have found this information helpful as you begin your journey to an exciting parasiticide compliance program. Thank you, Doctor, for again taking us through some great tips, suggestions, and outlining what an effective compliance program should look like and how to achieve it. To all of our listeners, I want to let you know that this will conclude our third part in our four-part series, and we thank you for joining us. Be sure to check out our next episode as we look at common pitfalls to avoid. We'd like to thank Merck Animal Health for their support of this Vetfolio educational podcast. And as always, listeners, if you'd like to find out more information about this program or others offered by Vetfolio, be sure to check us out on the web at vetfolio.com. Well, listeners, that's a wrap. Look forward to seeing you on our fourth and final session.